You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the Wall of Freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Hello, Patriots. If you wanted to destroy America, how would you do that? Well, Ben Shapiro has a book that says how to destroy America in three easy steps. Yes, three easy steps. This is what he has to say about destroying America. Traditional areas of civics agreement are vanishing. This is what's actually happening. We have a group of people in America that are Americans, and then we have a group of people in America that hate it. Why? Because they were taught to hate it. We can't agree on what makes America special. We can't even agree that America is special. We're coming to the point that we can't even agree that the word America itself means. And then you have this disintegrationalist say we're stronger together, but their assault on American history, philosophy, and culture will only tear us apart. Who are these disintegrationalists? It's the left. They say, just like Joe Biden's campaign statement, that we're all Americans and we need to come together. Yet, we're completely farther apart than any time in our history. You see, they attack on the values that built our nation. Because they replace each fundamental belief 
with their lies. From the rights to free speech and self-defense to the importance of marriage and faith with nothing more than an increased reliance on the government. Here's the nutshell I think that Ben Shapiro is talking about. You see, we can all come together. We can be united in this utopia as long as the government is in control of us. Then, then, we're going to be happy. You're not going to own anything. You got to worry about bills, none of that stuff. And you're going to be happy. Well, I tell you this, but there's people in prison today that get three meals a day. They get to congregate with their fellow prisoners. They get to read, watch TV, play games. But they're in prison. This is what he's talking about. The government control of us is and will continue to be a prison. I'm going to play a clip from Mark Levin. He explains it in detail. If you wanted to destroy America, this is how you would do it. If you were going to destroy America, what would you do? You would destroy the energy infrastructure. The EPA announced today new regulations on public utilities that produce power, which will limit their ability to produce power. The other day I told you about EPA regulations that are going to affect the electrical grid and reduce the ability of creating electricity. The same administration has made it virtually impossible to drill on new leasehold areas and to build refineries. Energy will have to be imported. And from whom and from where? If you wanted to destroy America, you would attack its currency. You would create massive inflation Massive debt, massive government spending, and interest on the debt that exceeds the amount of money that's spent on the United States military. You would, through your policies, encourage other countries to abandon the dollar and embrace your enemy's currency, 
that is communist China's. If you wanted to destroy America, you would destroy the combustion engine in the automobile, as we've known it for over 100 years. And you would require manufacturers to build electric vehicles. The material for which is controlled by your number one enemy, communist China. The batteries of which are controlled by your number one enemy, communist China. And of course, you would force people into these expensive vehicles, assuming they could afford them, even though there wouldn't be enough electricity to fuel them. If you wanted to destroy America, you'd go into the public school classrooms, classrooms at the youngest age, elementary school, and you would teach your kids to hate America. You would teach your kids to hate each other based on race. You would teach your kids to hate capitalism, individualism. You would take merit out of the school system in order to prevent highly intelligent and hardworking children from succeeding. If you wanted to destroy America, you would surgically, surgically remove the genitalia or add genitalia to the children of this country without parental notification. If you wanted to destroy America, you would destroy the nuclear family. You would silence parents by threatening them with prosecution. If you wanted to destroy America, you would use the FBI and the Department of Justice to go after your political opponents. If you wanted to destroy your America, you would populate the media with partisan Democrats and ideologues who use their positions to advance an ideology rather than inform the American people. If you wanted to destroy America, you would populate prosecutors' offices with individuals, hardcore leftists, who don't want to prosecute crimes, or are funded by a Svengali billionaire by the name of George Soros, who seeks the destruction of America. If you wanted to destroy America, you would open the borders wide to anybody who wants to come. You'd make it impossible to know who is coming. Terrorists, criminals, drug cartel, soldiers. You would make it impossible to prevent fentanyl, other drugs, illegal weapons from coming into our country, into our neighborhoods and our communities. You would overwhelm our school systems. You would overwhelm our hospitals. 
You would overwhelm law enforcement. You would make it impossible for the Border Patrol to patrol the border. If you wanted to destroy America, you would elect Democrats. You would elect a man like Joe Biden as president. If you wanted to destroy America, you would embrace American Marxism, which has as its purpose to destroy the principles that the nation was founded on. Simple, just destroy the principles or the foundation of liberty and freedom that America was founded on. Then you can destroy America. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about Cloward Piven theory. Think about that. Don't know if you ever heard of it, but we'll be right back. If I were the devil, I'd find a way somehow To make man think he created God and not the other way around And what you see on TV would seem like the gospel truth And I'd make right look so wrong, I'd make wrong look so cool Anything to keep you out of heaven if I were the devil If I were the devil Everyone would just see color And I'd take all religions And I'd turn them against each other I'd sit back and I'd love it And watch you fuel the hate Light fires on the evening news let them fan my flames Bring everybody down to my level If I were the devil I would keep on doing what I'm doing Cause what I'm doing sure is working now And if you don't believe me I can prove it Hey Just can't get better 
Most Americans would agree that if you graduated from college, then you're smarter than the rest of us. And therefore, you know what is best for us and for society. Cloward Piven. These are two college-educated people in America in the 1960s. And this is a theory that they come up with to solve the political problems in America. It's a strategy that was devised to successfully provide welfare and attempt to solve the political problems in America. These are Marxists. This is how they think in their mind. The main steps of this strategy are, number one, to overload the system. Create mass panic and hysteria as the system is being overloaded. Oversee the destruction of the system. And finally, but not least... Replace the former system with a new system. Which is exactly how every single communist country has become power over their people. To, to them, it's utopia. See, they know what's best for everybody. They know how to distribute wealth. They know how to improve everybody's life. But what I don't understand 
is why a billion people in China are starving to death because of this Marxist idea. Why would we subject ourselves as Americans to this ungodly idea that man, human beings, are in charge of our lives instead of God that give us our rights as humans to live. Well, let's just use an example of how history always repeats itself. You've heard that before. I know you have. So I'm going to give you an example of that, of how history repeats itself. You see, Rome transitioned from a republic to an empire. Yes, there was a point where Rome, like America, was a republic, which means the people determined the outcome or how the country was run. But that didn't last very long. The Roman Republic was founded in 509 B.C. After the last extrusant king that ruled Rome was overthrown. So they, Rome was a king. They had a king. And they overthrew the king. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, maybe I'm talking about America. Yes, I am talking about America. The revolution overthrew a king. Rome's next government served as a representation or a democracy in the form of a republic. Initially, Rome's wealthiest families, the patrons, held power and only they could hold political or religious office. Everyone else was considered a plebe or plebeian, and no member of this group could hold office. Over a period of nearly 200 years, however, the plebes or plebeians fought for and gained power within the government. Oh, wait a minute. Is, is, am I talking about Rome or, or am I talking about the United States? I, I don't know. It's all the same to me. At the heart of the Roman Republic was the Senate. The Senate advised on matters pertaining to Rules governing the city and the population. The Senate was elected by the people of Rome. Oh, that, that's got to be a republic. In the republic, members of the 
Patrian class served as advisors to other governing bodies of the Republic. Although the Senate did not formally make laws, which our Senate doesn't today, the House of Representatives, together with the Senate, make the laws. The prestige of its members gave the Senate great influence over Rome's lawmaking body. The Senate in Rome lasted as a sole governing body for the Republic for only a brief time. Lasting from the Republic's founding in 509 until 494 B.C., when a strike orchestrated by the plebeians resulted in the establishment of a council. This gave them a voice in the government. As a result, new legislation or lawmaking bodies of Rome were formed because of the people. But then what did happen? Then we start the time frame in Rome where we have Caesar. Where we have a single individual hierarchy tyranny and control of Rome. And what happened? Then eventually Rome fell. So what we're talking about today is how would you destroy America? You would do the same thing that happened in Rome. You would do the same thing that happened in China. You would do the same thing that happened in North Korea. You'd do the same thing in Venezuela. You'd do the same thing in Russia. You do the same thing in Cuba, where you have a group of people that take over the whole power of the citizens in this utopia idea that they, yes, them, point your finger at Congress, point your finger at the president, point your finger at the Supreme Court. They know better than you. So now point your finger at you. They know better than you. This is from the Center for Renewing America which is one of many organizations that are trying to get the message out to you, you know, the the little guy, me, the unimportant person. 
Among these threats is a radical philosophy rooted in Marxism, known as critical race theory. This framework views all society through a rationalized prism of identity groups, with minorities being the oppressed and white people serving as the oppressor where Karl Marx separated societies into the capitalistic Bonerges and the oppressed proletarians adhere to critical race theory. Same thing. See, they have substituted critical race theory according to Karl Marx, into the separation of classes. An economic distinction, if you're poor or you're rich, we're going to separate you into a specific class, an economic extinction and then if you're rich we're going to take your money we're going to give it to the poor guy but it never ever works out you see they take their money they give it to the government and then the people still suffer they're still poor So if you wanted to destroy America, you would follow history and you would repeat exactly what happened because it worked in the past, which means it can work today. Unfortunately, those countries that have adopted Communism, there's billions and billions of people suffering because of this ridiculous theory that Clowen Pevin created. In the 1960s, which is influencing our communist run representatives and senators in our country today. So I'm going to leave you with Paul Harvey, which was a great man. He was on the radio for many, many years. And as a young person, I always remember him through the conceptual idea of an advertisement that he did on the show about vice grip pliers, believe it or not. And, of course, he always said the rest of the story. So take a good listen to Paul Harvey in 1965.
when he talks about if I were the devil. If I were the devil. If I were the devil. If I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population. But I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree. The. So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious and what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. Stand up for the flag and let's all ring the liberty. Make a Ford and a Chevy It'll still last ten years Like the should Cause the best of the free life Is still yet to come 